Good morning, Victory family. This is Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Good Tuesday. Morning, Deborah. Happy Triumph in Tuesday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good morning, Declare Victory family.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your greeter and hostess. Would anyone like to say good morning? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess and your greeter. Would you, would anyone like to declare victory this morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess and greeter. Would anyone like to say good morning? Good morning, Rochelle. This is Kathy. Good morning, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy. Good morning. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good morning. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Would anyone like to say good morning and give God the glory? Good morning, as Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Thank you very much. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your greeter and hostess. Would anyone like to lift up the name of the Lord and declare victory? Good morning, everyone. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. Would anyone like to say good morning and give God the glory and declare victory on this triumphant Tuesday? Good morning. Good morning. 
Yes, he is. Good morning, Yvonne. Thank you for coming in agreeing and lifting him up and praising his holy name. Amen. Would anyone else like to say good morning and give God the glory? It's just me, Susie, again. I didn't know if you heard me. Oh, good morning, Susie. I did not. Okay, good morning. Good morning. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Same to you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your greeter and hostess. Would anyone like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Would anyone like to say good morning? Has anyone joined the call and want to give God the glory? Good morning, Mrs. Janice. Good morning, Janice. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, family. It's Nurse and Nikisha on this triumphant Tuesday. Yes, we triumphant on Tuesday. Good morning, Nikisha. Good morning, Michelle. <laughs> Good morning, Mrs. Diane. Good morning, Miss Diane. Happy triumphant Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Can I give you a prayer request? Yes, ma'am. It's for Macy Richardson, M-A-C-Y, Richardson. She, um, her test came back yesterday, and she tested positive for the coronavirus. Okay. Really want to be praying for her. Does she? Is she? Does she live long? Does she have family around her? Her family is here. Her mother and father is here. She's in Louisiana living with her grandmother. She goes to Carleton, uh, Okay. Louisiana. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Good morning, Victory family. Has anyone joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Sam. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Same to you. Thank you. Have a good good morning, day. Andrew. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Good morning. It's Dee Dee. Blessings. Love y'all. Good morning, Dee Dee. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Hey, Rochelle, um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to put a prayer request in just for mental um, for mental health for everybody, just to keep yes, our minds stayed on him. 
Got you. Good morning, everyone. Would anyone like to say good morning and declare victory on this triumph in Tuesday? We win. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have the rock salvation for him. Would anyone like to say good morning and give God the glory on declare victory this morning? Good morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we move forward? Good morning, it's Barbara Elsa Good morning, Barbara and Elsa Morning, JC. Good morning, JC. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. Happy Tuesday to you as well. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Let's move to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Rochelle and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, encourage, empower, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed also. Be sure to join us in the month of July, where the theme is entitled Wisdom. Our wonderful Gifted Declares will definitely bless you. There are two announcements today. The first one is join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor Lavelle Jones tonight right here on the Declare Victory line from 7 to 8 Pacific Time. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We can, we can do so by giving at declarevictory.org, paypal.me forward slash declare victory, or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you and your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests by the app, but there are two spoken prayer requests. Miss um, Diane asked that we pray for Macy Richardson. Uh, she tested positive for COVID-19 and her surroundings. If someone can go ahead and mute their lines, please. The second request was from Dee Dee, and she's just asking for uh, a prayer for the the country, the nation, for all mental health, that we stay in our mind focused on God and that we look to him for all things uh, to keep our minds set. Prayer and corporate praise, the order of the call, I'm sorry. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Juliet. The declaration will be brought to you by Reverend Kathy LaFleur. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare, Reverend Kathy LaFleur. 
The prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Reverend Kathy LaFleur. And then we'll go right into closing comments by uh, our declare, Reverend Kathy LaFleur. The scripture for today is Proverbs 3, verse 13. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you check your phones and put them on mute until instructed to come off. Please check your phones and put them on mute as I now pass the call to our prayer warrior, Juliet. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, O God. O Lord, most high, how excellent and marvelous is your name in all the earth. You are the great I am, the beginning and the end, the ruler of heaven and earth. Who can stand before you and live? We praise you, O God, for choosing us because there is no one or nothing that can come close to the love that you impart to your children. Your love is everlasting. You are perfect in all your ways, mighty to save, our prince of peace, our front guard and our rear guard, our cloud by day and our ruler by night. God, you are a provider and our protector, our warrior and our savior. Thou art God. You are all-knowing, full of wisdom and grace and truth, our closest friend, our burden bearer. There's none like you. You are El Roy, the God who sees all our needs and supplies. So where, oh God, can we go from your spirit? And for that matter, why would we want to go? How can we hide from your eyes? There's nowhere we can go where you are not, because you're Yahweh, the God who's always there. Oh God, your love is so amazing and cannot fail. This is why we trust you, because you are the same God today, yesterday, and forever and cannot lie. Your word will not come back to you void. You are all-knowing. You tell us in your word to trust in you with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge you, and you will direct our path. Why? Because you're the only wise God overseeing our past, present, and future. And you know that if we trust in the arms of flesh, it will fail us every time. I. God, help us, Lord. Help us to focus on you and your promises, Lord. Help us to be available to you, Father. Lord, that's why you stand at the door of our hearts, knocking, waiting for us to open them up so you can come in. You want to liberate our minds from the cares of this life and direct our focus towards heaven. So, God, today I come to you. I'm asking you, Father God, that you will make us one. Make us one as you and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. So we can finish this work to spend eternity with you. 
Open the eyes of our hearts, O God, so that we can see you. Forgive us, God. Forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Cast us not away from thy presence and restore unto us the joy of thy salvation, Lord. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, people are dying every day without hope. We are supposed to direct them to that hope. We're supposed to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We cannot do it without your wisdom and your direction. We cannot do it, Lord, unless you show us how. Help us to be your hands and your eyes in this community and to be agents of change, Lord. Lord, I'm asking that you, you're the mind regulator, that you regulate our minds, Father God. Lord, I ask that you bring a, a spirit of peace in this world, Father God. Lord, I thank you for being the joy, Father God, that passes all our understanding, Lord, the, and the peace, Lord, that gives us strength. Lord, help us to be all we can be for you, Lord. So people of God, I ask that you take your phones off mute and that you will help me petition the throne, Lord, on behalf of our people. Oh, Lord. On behalf of this world. Yes, Lord. On behalf of our president. On behalf of the rulership that are standing before us, Lord. We need direction. We don't know what to do, where to go, how to get there, Father God. But by your grace and mercy, Lord, we stand Every hour we need you. Lord, I ask you for our president. Lord, regulate his mind. I turn his heart towards you. Lord, he's still your child. You know exactly what needs Bless your Holy, 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 holy,
I'm going to go ahead and get right into the lesson. I won't be before you long. Um, I just want to give you all what God has given to me so that we could go throughout our day basking in his presence and honoring such a great master that controls every aspect of our lives. Amen. So let me just go before the Lord in prayer. God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you would decrease me completely, Lord God, and that you would increase your Holy Spirit in me, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God, I surrender everything over to you on this morning. God, you take complete control of what it is that you want to say to us, your people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And we just want to do a phone check real quick. We want to make sure that everyone checks their phone to make sure that you're on mute so that we will um, be sure that we preserve the integrity of the call. Amen. So go ahead and take a few minutes. Check your phone lines. Make sure you've muted your lines again. And we'll go ahead and get started right into the scripture. And so I'm going to be reading out of the book of Ecclesiastes. I'm going to be reading from chapter 1 of Ecclesiastes. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, so it may read a little different from your translation you may have in front of you. Um, I'm going to start at verse number 18 and just read 18 and 19, I believe it is, or 18. It shows verse 18. Um, so it says, that it's actually just verse 18, one verse, I'm sorry. Um, the greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. Let me read it again. The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. And so what I want to speak about just for a few moments is the weight of wisdom. The weight of wisdom. The book of Ecclesiastics is not only a great book for leaders, but it's also the journal of Solomon that gives us the timing and the teachings and the treasures from the wisest king that has ever lived. Solomon is the son of David and the son of Bathsheba, and and some have attributed the book of Ecclesiastes to his writing because of the wording and how he spoke. They said that this is um, a book that continued after the book of Proverbs that we have from Solomon. But I just came just to tell you for a few minutes that there is a weight that comes with wisdom. It's a heaviness and a great responsibility to us as leaders. And there's a load that we are accountable for that cannot be performed with the precision that it needs to be without the gift of wisdom. All the schooling in the world and all of the degrees and titles cannot afford us with godly wisdom. There's no instructor or professor or teacher or pastor that can teach us the wisdom 
of God. Wisdom comes unapologetically from God and God alone. And the first requirement to gaining wisdom is to first admit that you don't have it. According to James chapter 1, he says that if a man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and that God who will not fault you for asking will give it to you freely. But before there is a gain, I have to tell you that there first must be a lack and and there has to be an admittance of a lack. You have to be able to say openly and honestly, Lord, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to judge this thing. I don't know how to do this thing. I don't know how to build this thing. I don't know how to work this thing. I need your wisdom. And the world that we live in, as we know it today, is a world of pride and stature. People are doing their absolute best performances to show others not only how much they have, but how much they know. Grandma used to call it back in the days, getting too smart for your britches when you thought you knew everything. She said that you were smelling yourself when you figured that you knew how life worked and and you wanted to be grown too quick. You knew everything, which means that you have no room for anything. But there ought to be a place inside of each one of us that openly and honestly and humbly admits to God that I don't have a clue what to do. And not only that, but Lord, if you don't help me, I can't even do it. So before wisdom must come humility, there there has to be room for the gift. If the cup is full, there's no room for water. If the vessel is filled, there's no room for oil. If the mind has reached its capacity, there's no room for an impartation. Wisdom is spiritual. It's not carnal. It's not grown like fruit, but but it's given by God as a gift. And what I've learned is that it's ever evolving. It's, It's always expanding and it's always increasing. Wisdom is a gift that keeps on giving. The more you know, the more you realize that you don't know. And the more you learn, the more you understand that there's more to be understood. Wisdom is heavy. Oh, my God. It's heavy, and it reveals to us all the wonderful and exciting and amazing things about practices and life lessons and fair decisions and good judgment. It teaches us application while knowledge teaches us information. Wisdom is the very attribute of God that we are demonstrating when we are given different and difficult tasks and responsibilities. But what I've learned also is that God will give you wisdom as trial comes. See, we don't get all this stuff all at once. Wisdom has to constantly grow and it has to constantly evolve and it has to be downloaded by situations and circumstances. You don't know everything all at once and everything that you know begins to increase when God gives you the wisdom for it. But he may not give it all to you at once because everything is different. The trial that you had yesterday is a different trial that you may face tomorrow. So God has to give you the wisdom in the moment to deal with what's before you. Hallelujah. It's not information that's sitting up on a shelf of of our mind. It's, It's the willingness to hear God in the moment for instruction. Wisdom is not about knowing everything on our own. It it has everything to do with hearing God beforehand 
you've got to be able to hear God before you build. You've got to be able to hear him before you step. You've got to be able to hear him before you speak, before you move, before you post, before you comment, before you respond, and before you act. Wisdom comes not only with capacity, but it comes with compassion. See, wisdom is not arrogant. Wisdom is not haughty. Wisdom is not evil. Wisdom comes with compassion because it comes from the God of compassion. Ah, He can't give you anything that he doesn't possess in him. He's trying to give us instructions through the attributes and the characteristics of who he is. And in order for the wisdom to come from God, and, and the way you realize that it is of God is how it behaves, how it instructs, how it directs, how, my God, how that information comes across, wisdom. It's heavy, y'all. Wisdom is heavy. Wisdom has the responsibility of solely relying and completely relying on God. Man's wisdom is described as foolishness. So you can't depend on man to teach you what only God can give you. You can't depend on man to give you the instructions that only God can give you. You have to solely rely on God. Solomon asked God for wisdom, but what I found unique about him asking was that God bombarded him in his sleep. God showed up in his dreams. Solomon didn't just go and pray for wisdom. God showed up to Solomon and said, what is it that you want? And God was so pleased by what he requested that he personally answered Solomon's prayer. And he, and he promised him great wisdom because he didn't ask for self-serving rewards. we got to be careful of what we're asking God for. Solomon asked for wisdom, but he received more than he ever asked for. That's the type of God that we serve, the type of God that looks beyond our thoughts and see our needs. And even though we may not ask for certain things specifically, if we ask in humility, God will give us more than what we even ask for. I've learned that wisdom is not about having. Ah, It's about giving, giving wise counsel, giving wise instructions, giving attention to those things that are necessary. Wisdom teaches you that everything doesn't require a response or a reason. Ah, it doesn't need an excuse for being wise. It doesn't need a reason to do what God has instructed it to do. It doesn't need permission when it's commissioned. It doesn't need anyone to sign off on it when it's sealed with God's attributes, God's character, God's love, God's spirit, wisdom. Wisdom, it's heavy. It it doesn't only come with the weight, with the W-E-I-G-H-T, but it knows how to wait, how to W. A-I-T. And and what wisdom is waiting for, it's waiting for God's voice. Wisdom waits for God to speak before wisdom speaks. Wisdom waits for God to give instructions before wisdom gives instruction. Wisdom waits for God's direction before it directs. Wisdom waits for God to move before it moves. Wisdom knows how to wait in wisdom. Ah, my God, it's heavy. Man's wisdom is packed with eloquence. Ah, thank you, God. It's packed with eloquence, but God's wisdom is packed 
with substance. God's wisdom is packed with substance. Solomon says, the greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. I came to tell you that the more he got, Ah, the heavier it got. The greater his wisdom, the greater his agony. The greater his wisdom, the greater his distress. The greater his wisdom, the greater his sadness. The greater his wisdom, the greater his misery. I came to tell you, declare victory on this triumphant Tuesday, that the greater the wisdom, the greater the pain. The greater the wisdom, the greater the mourning. The greater the gift, the greater the responsibility greater that's living in us. We are packed and we have been downloaded with greatness and, and God wants to give us wisdom for those who are willing to admit that they don't even have it. I, I had to take a inventory of my own steps during this last month and I had to be able to tell God because there has been some things that have shifted in my life and I had to be able to tell God openly and honestly, Lord, I don't have no clue what you're doing. I, I don't even understand what you're doing. Mm -hmm. One minute I'm over here doing this and this. The next minute you tell me to move and shift mm -hmm. over on this side and do it. And, and so I shift in the moment and sometimes mm -hmm. I have no idea what God is going to say until he says it and that means I have to have my ear attentive to his voice and, and I have to be in a place where there's not only solitude my God but there's some type of, of, of connection between me and him and, and everything that may distract me from hearing his voice has to go and that's what God was showing me he said in order to follow me as I move you got to be able to move out of anything that will distract you from hearing me you got to get out of the ears of other people and out of them telling you what to do so I can tell you what to do. I can tell you how to move. I can tell you where to go. I can tell you how to be. I can tell you how not to be. He said, I have to pull you apart. I got to separate you. I got to move you and shift you around a little bit so that you and I can get a little closer so that I can show you how to move just like that. And I thank God for the move. I thank God for the shift. When God begins to reveal to you the matters and the mysteries, it becomes heavy and, and you become burdened down with so those things that matter to God. He, everything doesn't matter to God. What matters to man may not even be important or relevant or or, or in, uh, very critical at that time. God is a wise God. He's the only wise God, and he knows how to move, and, and he knows how to move in us, and he knows how to move through us, but he wants to, us to understand that it's God that's doing it and not us. He, he needs full control of the will. He needs full control of the will and your will. He needs full mm -hmm. control of your life. He needs full control of everything that, that you have planned and everything that you are perfect for. He needs control to, uh, for us to understand mm -hmm. how to do what it is that he has given us and will give mm -hmm. us wisdom to do. Hallelujah. God bless the snorer on the line this morning. My God, God appeared to Solomon in a dream to ask him what he wanted. He, he appears to him in a dream to ask him what he wanted. And at the time, Solomon had a lot going on. He, he had just taken the seat 
as king after his father David died. And, and the temple was in the process of being built. And his royal palace was in the process of being built. And Solomon loved God. And he was living his life to honor God. He wanted to live the life that his father lived before God. But he wanted to be even better than his daddy was. And, and that, that the guy, he knew that God made him a king. And so he tells God, I'm, I'm too young. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't understand. He said, you've assigned me a great task and, and with all these people. And it's far too many for me to even count. And I, I need to know how you want me to do this. I need to know how to hear your heart. I need to know how to instruct the people. I need to know how to judge wisely. He, he went to God who he knew that had all the wisdom in the world. Sometimes we go to people for advice and instructions, but I just came to tell you, if you stop by and, and talk to God for a moment and ask God, Lord, I don't know, and it, 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 it should be okay for us to tell God, I have no idea what I'm doing. God, I don't even know how to start this thing. I, I don't even know how to finish this thing. I don't even know. I'm stuck in the middle. I feel like I've hit a plateau. I don't even know which way to go. I don't know if I'm going up or down. I don't know if I'm supposed to turn left or right. I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom because this is something I'm lacking. I, I have the knowledge. I got the book smart. I know I got the instructions. I, I've had advice. I've got these people telling me this. And, and I know in my heart you, you said do this. But now I need how to move. I need when to move. I need why I'm moving. I need to know your wisdom. I need to know what your heart is saying about these things that you have given me, this great responsibility, this great load, this great download, these great instructions. I need to know what your heart is saying to me, how you want it done. Not my will, but thy will be done. I need to discern the difference between good and evil. I, I need to understand what it is that you're saying. No one, mm, my God, on his own can lead God's people. No one on their own can lead who God has chosen you to lead. He asked God for the ability to lead and to govern well, to be fair. God gave him a wise and a mature heart. He gave him discernment. He gave him the desire to understand situations and circumstances. We are living in a time where people are so wise in their mm. own mind. And, and there's nothing more ugly to me an educated fool. Mm. Some people believe that intellect makes you wise. Some people believe that titles make you wise. Some make people believe that, that these degrees make you wise. But I just came to tell you that it is the wisdom mm. of God that makes you wise. And, and he gives you wisdom in the mm. heaven. John 3, uh, James 3 and 13 and 16 through 16 says, ask who is wise and understand among you? Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambitions in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. James was saying, and this is in James 3, 13 through 16, James is saying, don't lie about it and, and, and don't brag about it. He says, such wisdom does not come down 
from heaven, but is earthly and, and is unspiritual and demonic. What he's saying is the, the type that has this selfish ambition and, and bitterness and envy and, and boast and lie. He said, that's not godly wisdom. That, that's the unspiritual, demonic, earthly wisdom of, of man's thinking. He said, for where you have envy and self-ambition, there you'll find disorder and ever evil practice. You'll have disorder and evil practices in worldly wisdom. You'll have disorder and evil practices in self-ambition, in unspiritual, demonic, earthly wisdom. And this is what James says. He says, wisdom from above is first pure. Ah, thank you, God. Wisdom from above is first pure, which means it's not contaminated. It's not mixed. It's not adulterated with any type of substance. Wisdom from above is pure. It ain't fake. Uh, wisdom from above is pure. Oh, my God, it's all natural. Not the natural that we believe. It's a spiritual thing, but it's all uncontaminated by God. He said, then it's peaceable. Thank you, God. He said, then it's peaceable. To be peaceable means not to be argumentative. It's not violent. It it doesn't engage in conflict. It's not hostile. Wisdom, godly wisdom is not hostility. He said, but it's amicable. It's cordial. It's friendly. It's harmonious. He said, "It's, it's gentle. It's gentle. So first it's pure, then it's peaceable, then it's gentle. To be gentle means an easy, ah, oh my God, easy way of doing things. It's kind. It, 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 it's calm. It's, it, it, it's sympathetic. It, 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 it has leniency and clemency. It, it has compassion. It's full of mercy, and, and, and it's full of forgiveness. And then James says, and not only gentleness or gentle, he said it's also has good fruits. Ah, thank you, God. Good fruits. When we think about good fruits, you can't help but think about the spiritual fruits of God, right? Love. Love. It has good fruit. Love. Deep affection. It has joy. Wisdom. It has joy. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control. It's that quiet confidence that everything's going to be all right. Uh, The fruit of peace, freedom from disturbance and calmness and order. It has long suffering, which means to endure, lasting through hardship. It it has gentleness, which is kind and mild mannered. Look, it's heavy. In order for you to have, have wisdom, you have to have the characteristics and the attributes of the Spirit of God. He said, goodness, which is upright, and it's seeking the benefits of others. Faith is trusting God, believing, connecting to a realm where he becomes tangible reality in the absence of his existence. Temperance, which is the restraint and self-control without partiality, which means not unfairly and not biased, not prejudiced. You don't have favoritism. You're not discriminatory. You're not discriminated against anyone, he said. And without hypocrisy, which means not misleading behavior that intends to impress and, and to have claiming to have morals and standards, James is just James is just breaking down wisdom in, in part and, and this is the heaviness that Solomon had to carry when he judged 
judge things. One of the first things that Solomon had to judge was between these two women that brought him a baby that they were arguing over. One of the women, and you can find this in uh, First Kings, one of the women was was uh, had a baby, and and her friend, and I'm just paraphrasing, lived in the house with her, and they both had these little baby boys. And what happened was one of the women accidentally laid on her baby, and her baby died. Mm, her baby died, and so what she did was she went over and snuck over to her friend's baby, switched the babies out, put the dead baby in the other lady's arms, and took the, the living baby over to her. Well, when the woman woke up and tried to nurse her baby, she realized that the baby that she was trying to nurse was dead. But as morning began to come, she begins to look at this baby, and she said, this is not my child. And so they bring this argument, they bring this before King Solomon, and, and they're asking Solomon to decide who gets to keep the baby. Now, this is after God shows up in a dream. This is after he realized that he was dreaming about this whole thing. But now this is where wisdom gets to be put in place. And, and so he's listening to both, both stories and, and he's hearing the whole matter. See, wisdom will not only have you hearing both sides of the story, but it will have you attentive to what they're saying and, 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 and attentive for what they didn't say. So now as he's judging wisely between these two women, they're arguing back and forth before the king saying, it's my baby. No, it's my baby. And so what, what Solomon decides is he said, okay, well, bring me a sword and let's go ahead and cut the baby in half and divide the baby in two. Well, the true mother of the baby said, no, never mind. Let her have him because her her love for that child wanted to see the child live, even if he had to live without his biological mother. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Even if he had to live with a woman that was deceitful, even though he had to live with a one that stole him out of the arms of his mother while he was resting. He, she was willing to give up her only eye. Thank you, God. She was willing to give up her only son for the sake of saving his life. And, and so then the other woman whose child was killed by her rolling over, oh, my God, says, no, go ahead, split him in half. She, she had no concern for the baby. She actually wanted the woman that that was a biological mother to suffer with her, to, to have the pain that she faced by waking up to her accidental death of her child. Ah, thank you, God. And, and so Solomon has to deal with these two women arguing over this one baby. And, and so his his mind says, he, he says, go bring me a sword and I'll split it in half. But when the woman who was really the mother spoke up, he understood ah, in wisdom, he understood if a real mother, ah, sure, thank you, God, was facing, her son was facing death. You would try to pardon. You would try to pardon that child. If you had the power to say, no, no, don't kill him. Just go ahead and let him live over there. Let him live in that circumstance. Let him live in that situation. You would rather have him alive and well than cut in two. But the woman who, who wanted him to die, the woman who was willing to have the king saw him in half, cut him in half with the sword, Oh, my shoulder, her character, her, her behavior, her, her impulsiveness, her hastiness, her, her evilness, her wickedness was displayed right in front of the king, which gave him insight, which gave him discernment, which gave him the wisdom of God to judge between the liar, oh my God, and the one that was telling the truth. Wisdom will allow you to discern who's who. Ah, who's standing before you. Wisdom will give you insight into what you're dealing with. When, when you deal with people, wisdom will expose uh, the very wicked thing. Wisdom I shall, will give you information. I shall, without conversation, wisdom comes from above. It comes from God. 
And so James says, when you act, so act in faith, don't doubt. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed. And by such wind, such a person, person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So I just came to tell you just for a few minutes that if you're asking God for wisdom, ask in faith, believing that he'll grant it to you without faulting you for not having it. Admit that you don't have it. Admit to God that you don't know everything. Admit that you don't know what you're doing. Admit that you lost. Admit that you have no clue what's going on. Admit it to God. And this is where God honors us with the gift and gives us wisdom. God is so gracious, he's so loving that he will give us a supernatural ability and offer us insight into the truth from God in a way that will help others. Wisdom is not for you to boast and brag about how much you know and how smart you are and and how educated you are. Wisdom is about being able to help others. When God gives us gifts, they aren't just for ourselves. They're for so many more people. Solomon had the responsibility to take on the task of his father, to be the king of all these people that he couldn't even number. And he knew that he didn't need money to do this. He said, money ain't going to help me lead them. Ah, thank you, God. Yeah, it's not going to take a reputation. It's not going to take a a whole bunch of uh, flashy things for me to to be able to to lead these people wisely. He said, it's going to take you, God. I need wisdom. And God gave him more than he even asked for. I just came to tell you that God is waiting to give us more than we could ever imagine, more than we will ever ask for. The Bible says, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. Sometimes we make the mistake of seeking the things instead of seeking the God of the things. But I just came to declare to you on this triumphant Tuesday that wisdom, oh my God, is heavy. The weight of wisdom is heavy. But God has built us to carry it. Ah, how is it that God has built you to carry wisdom? Because the God that gives you the weight of wisdom is carrying you. So you're not walking in this by yourself. You're not doing this by yourself. You're not creating by yourself. You're not thinking of these things by yourself. God is carrying us through. God is carrying us from one section to the next. God is walking with us. He's holding us up when we fall. He's breathing, lifting us up. He's carrying us through this life. Thank you, God. He's carrying us through the weight, the heaviness of everything that's going on in the world. My God, the heaviness of prayer after prayer. You called to be an intercessor. You called to be a pastor. You called to be a leader. And God is letting you know today, don't worry about it. I'll carry you through your leadership. I'll carry you through your pastoralship. I'll carry you through the intercessory, the weight, the heaviness of praying for people that's sick and dying, people that's hurting and bruised, people that's broken and interrupted and, and frustrated. I'll carry you through. I know it seems 
heavy this morning when you have to go into prayer at 3 a.m. I know it seemed heavy yesterday when somebody called you and then back to back you're getting all these calls and help me, pray for me, I need this. And he said, but I'm carrying you through. I want you to understand that you're not in this by yourself. I'm giving you wisdom to ask me what to do next. I'm giving you wisdom to know how to wait when it's heavy. I'm giving you wisdom to be instructed on what to do next. You don't have to worry about doing this by yourself. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am the God of your salvation. If you look to the hills from which come with your help, I guarantee you I'm coming. Help is on the way. All you got to do is ask God to help you in the situation. God will carry us through. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. God will carry us through. And as heavy as it gets, in this walk. Gosh, so the, as heavy as it gets in this walk, you got to know that you're not walking by yourself. You you got to know that you're not walking on your own. You, you got to know that you're not doing this of your own accord and by your own power. He said, not by my power or my might, but by your spirit. Oh God, it is the spirit of God, which is the wisdom of God. You can do it. Huh? You can make it another day. You, you can hold on to God's unchanging hand. We can make it through this day. We can make it through this season. And we can make it through COVID. We just got to trust and believe in God. We can make it. We can use wisdom. Wisdom will tell you when to put your mask on, when to take your mask off. Wisdom will teach you when not to go out, even though you've been invited out. Wisdom will say, hold up, uh-uh, put that in reverse and, and go on back home. Wisdom will instruct your steps. Wisdom will order you to go here and to go there. Wisdom will tell you, don't post that. Go ahead, control, delete. Wisdom will tell you, don't comment, keep scrolling. Wisdom will teach you what to do and what not to do, what to say, and what not to say, where to go, where to be. Ah, oh, my God, wisdom. We need the wisdom of God because man's wisdom ah, is foolishness. Man's wisdom will have you out there looking foolish, ah, reckless, reckless. She threw fire. Man's wisdom will have us out there looking like we don't even know who we serve. But godly wisdom who is given to everyone who is not ashamed to admit, I don't have a clue. Oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing, Lord. <laughs> I don't know what's supposed to be next. I got this whole plan in front of me. I got the the the, the outline. I, I, I done built this. I got the business license. I got the, the, the 501c3. I got all this stuff, God, and I don't even have a building, but I know that you said to build. But I need to know what's next, Lord. And I'll wait. Ah, it's heavy, but I'll wait. It's heavy on me, but I'll wait. It's heavy in me, but I'll wait. Ah, God, it's heavy all around me, but I'll wait. I won't wait doubting. I'll wait believing. I'll wait trusting. I'll wait knowing. I'll wait knowing that it's because of you, that it will be you, that it's all about you, God. I'll wait that you that you will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or even think like you did for Solomon. You gave him more than what he asked for, God. I'll wait. I just need wisdom. I don't need no gifts, God. I don't need no money. I don't need no car. I don't need no house, God. I need wisdom. Wisdom will teach me how to save to buy a house. Wisdom will teach me how to pay the card note so the repo man won't come and get it like the last one did. Wisdom, God, I don't need, I should throw, I don't need my bank account full. I need my heart full with your heart, your will, your way, the things that you will have me to do. Wisdom. Thank you, God, for wisdom. Godly wisdom. So I pray on this day that something was said that you can carry on up out of here. And know that God wants to grant you us 
his wisdom so that we will instruct and lead and follow God according to his will. Amen. If you haven't had an opportunity to say good morning this morning, now is the time for us to acknowledge all those that may have called in late or didn't get a chance to just speak. And we'll just go into love, life, and victory afterwards. But if you haven't had a chance, good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Brother E. And who was that? Who else was that? Sister Alicia. Good morning, Saints. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Jubilant Juliet. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning. Good morning. It's Good Krishanda. Morning. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning, it's Leomia. Good morning, Leomia. And I heard a man's voice. Who was that? Was that Jeff? No, he's EK. Oh, EK. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Anybody else? Anybody else want to say good morning this morning before we go further? Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. Good morning. This is Tanya. Good morning, Tanya. Hey, good morning. It's Arlita Renee. Good morning, everyone. Great message. Good morning, Arlita Renee. Anybody else? All right, let's go ahead. Um, let's go into any comments, um, any questions, any uh, revelations. What are you hearing? Let's just go into a conversation. Amen. Let's go into a conversation this morning about wisdom. Amen. Well, if we don't have no questions and no comments, Ms. we're not going to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Miss Kathy, thank you um, for your declaration. Awesome, um, awesome word. And I, I just, I look and at the times where you know when we were growing up and everybody, you know, looked like they were so smart and they had all the wisdom and they knew what they was talking about. But this is not the time to play. This is the time to get wisdom because it is the principal thing. This is a time where you've got to know what you know and be confident in what you know from God, not from what you know in you. We have to depend on God. So I just begin just to picture people just thinking that they know everything. It is not the time to think. This is the time to get it because it's so important because, um, you're doing yourself a, a, a not a good service, not even just for yourself, but for the people around you. We have to have right. wisdom in order to get through this in order to teach somebody else so we don't have to go through this again. So um, right. God bless you. God bless you. I love you. God bless you. Love you, too. God bless you. Good morning. Right. Good morning. Oh, this is Sister Leisha. I just wanted to uh, appreciate you 
for your uh, declaration because it really hit home for me. You know, I can really tell that you've been spending time with God because I heard the things I needed to hear. And really what I heard is to trust God, trust his wisdom, because I don't know. But he knows. And if I trust him, he's going to lead me where I'm supposed to be because sometimes I do think I know, but I really don't. And yeah. he does. So, you know, I'm I'm real grateful to hear this morning's declaration, you know, because these declarations really help me when I get on my job and I'm dealing with a lot of people that's complaining, a lot of people that's unhappy. People are really disgruntled in this COVID-19. Yeah. You know, people really don't have a lot of patience. I'm seeing all kind of stuff I wasn't seeing before. And I'm like, God, help us. We really need your wisdom to be able to navigate through yes. all of this. Because this is like a, a, a year that I've never seen in my life, you know. But yes. I'm just trusting God and asking him for his wisdom. Lord, do you want me to go to the left or to the right? Because I don't want to misstep. I really don't want to misstep and fall into a ditch. So I just wanted to appreciate you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda again. I really enjoyed your declaration. Um, I feel the weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, and the weight, W-A-I-T, of that declaration of wisdom. Um, Amen. I just, you know, it just the whole idea of, you know, having to wait, having to be obedient, um, having to have humility. Um, uh, that humility, I think, is really obedience. Just to, you know, you ask for wisdom, and he says he gives it to us generously, but we may not hear right away because he's working through stuff in us. So mm-hmm. I really felt that weight, that like you said, heavy, the heaviness of, of yes. wisdom. Um, so bless your heart. Bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. You know, Krishan, what I learned about the waiting, the W-A-I-T, is that oftentimes when we're facing something or dealing with something in that present moment, the the heaviness comes in when there has to be a halt in production or whatever the case may be. And so it it begins to get heavy when he hasn't given the next step for it. And so I'm learning that gradually um, that there are times where I I want God to to give me the information, you know, that I'm seeking on on his behalf, but I realize that that he will have me wait. And and that creates this attentiveness and this – you know, this this ability to kind of just sit quiet and to remove all distractions because you're eager, you know, not too anxious, but you're eager, you're longing to hear him. You know with confidence that he's going to speak. You understand that he's giving you, you know, instructions up to this point. And so you can't do anything until he gives you the rest. And so you, you end up pulling yourself to a place where you know that you will hear from him. And that in itself is the obedience of being able to remove yourself from the noise of the crowds or the norm or your routines or a program in in the sake of hearing the voice of God for yourself. And so you're absolutely right. I thank you for for your comments. Um, And I'm in agreement with what you're saying. I feel that. And that's that's really good. I'm glad that you said that because 
I think because we hear and we read, um, you know, if you're maybe new, if you read that um, he gives generously. And so many people may think that they're going to get the answer right away. But mm, yes. Mm, <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's not all at once, you know, and, and that's what makes us. That's how he, you know, faith works its patience. And that's how we are able to obtain these things over time. And so, you know, but he, he gives it to us. And we just admit that we don't, we don't have it. Sometimes people, you know, aren't humble enough to say, I don't know. You know, I don't know uh, of too many people that want to admit that they, they don't have all the answers, but, you know, that's the best thing to be is humble. You know, when you go before God and say, I have no clue. Um, Cause I've had to tell him that over the last few weeks, God, I don't understand what you're doing. I have no clue what you're doing right now, but I trust you. And I'm going to wait for you to reveal these things to me. Beautiful. Hey, sis. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Uh-huh. Hey, hey sis. Wow. What a, what, my God, my God, my God, that wisdom, that, that godly wisdom. Thank you for just the, all the pointers, all the, the, the reminders this morning and just, that we don't know everything and that humble part. Oh my God, there's so much going on. I was talking to, I always talk to my kids. I love my grown kids that can get me back straight because they know <laughs> their mama, me, Jesus. But just to be mindful of this, this, the, the atmosphere right now and the climate and just, I don't know if y'all saying it, but the demons aren't hiding, right? Huh. So we got to have Come wisdom. On. We got to have wisdom to know who we're dealing with and when to shut up. Can we just stop talking so much? We don't know everything and you hit it. Don't care how many degrees you have, certificates, none of that matters. Listen to what people aren't saying and then pay attention to their eyes because I know mm. mental. I pray for that for a reason. It's, it's a warfare right now because of all that's going on. We got to listen. So much is going yeah. on. We don't have to have a say. And I'm so grateful that you said, know when to say something, know when to not. Even joking. I, I'm guilty of that, too, because people, you don't know what a person is dealing with. So that thing you think you have to say or get that person told, sometimes you need to shut your mouth and pray and yeah. ask God, do I say it or do I not say it? You know, and, and just pray yeah. for them. We do, we do way more talking than we need to. We yeah. really do. We need to pray more, talk less, and then just sit back and, and let God give us the words to say. And then really believe our prayers. Because some people just throwing stuff out there. Oh, pray yeah. for this, pray for that. No, you pray, we'll agree with you, and then believe God. Trust God. Like you said, now we got to trust them like never before. Because like I said, these demons that used to like peek around corners, oh, no, they're bold. Hmm. So they yeah. rest. They full, full and, and out. With, with with and without mask on, you know, and so we we do have to be mindful of what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. Because just because you have the right words and the right information, and you know can articulate it, you know sometimes you don't know the the timing is necessary. Number one, when to say something, and the how is so important. How to say it because. You don't know when someone is about to tip the edge. You know, we, we look at the things that's going on, and I, I'm glad that you point out mental illness because we look at a lot of people right now that's dealing and battling with, you know, suicidal thoughts and behavior. And so you don't know what will be that last comment, that last thing that they see and read that will tip them over to that edge. And we don't want to be responsible. Wisdom 
that's why I said wisdom comes with not only capacity, so it has the ability to evolve, so you learn more and more as you go, but it also has compassion. And so, you know, we, we're living in a world now where we see less and less compassion for people. You know, the lives of people are just made a mockery of people laughing and kikiing and joking about things that are serious in the life of people. And and these are God's people. Like, who are we? Who are we to, to, to sit up and clown somebody because of mistakes and things like that? God forbid he shine a spotlight on our life. And let some of the things that we've done come out into the forefront. You know what I'm saying? We have to be very careful how we treat his people. And that's what Solomon wanted. He wanted to be able to have God's heart for his people. He recognized these are not my people. These belong to you. And that's what we have to recognize. I don't care who you lead nor how you lead. You got a Facebook ministry. I don't care. You have to have a heart for God's people, period. And you have to know how to lead them with love. He wanted to lead like the heart of God. And, you know, the heart of God, even though there's a chastening side of God, there's still a love of God. It's like when your mama whooped you. She whooped you, but you knew she still loved you after the whooping. I don't care how hard that whooping was. Mama still loved you after she beat your tail. And so, you know, God will chasten us, but he still loves us. And sometimes we don't have enough of that going around. It's so divided, but there's so many devices in the land right now that the enemy is using. The devices are the things that are dividing us, you know, and we have to be mindful. Wisdom will show you that. Wisdom will show you, like you said, when to shut up, just be quiet. Anybody else? I just, this is Prosperous Pam, wonderful, wonderful word. I said I wasn't going to say anything. I'm going to start trying to listen more <laughs> and not talk. Um, but I just wanted to share that I just love God so much because I love learning and I don't ever want to be where I know everything because it's no fun. Like being a child of God, that's, I mean, after all these years, he continues to like blow my mind at things and open my eyes to things like I might have been looking at things a certain kind of way, and that was all the way, like, not even the way that it is. So I just love the Lord because, and that's why, I, that's what makes the walk fun to me. Um, it's because he'll open my eyes to things that I really, so I don't ever want to be like, I know this, I know that, this is that, this right. is that. You know, I'm always, like, want to come to a, with a place of um, just really wanting to understand and um, know what his perfect will is and his wisdom and where he's taken us. So, yeah, thank you so much for that word. Amen. And and when when you get a chance, read Ecclesiastes, I believe it's the twelfth chapter, just the last um chapter in that book, how um Solomon just basically breaks it down at the end and said, you know, after all this, he says, still just fear God and do what he says. That's just the bottom line. Just have a reverence for God and obey his commandments. He said, and and that's it. All everything that this man had and possessed and was given by God in the end of this writing in Ecclesiastes, he says, just, you know, my conclusion is to fear God and obey his commands. He said, this is everybody's duty. Because God is going to judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether it's good or bad. And so that's the ultimate goal. It's, you know, we... To stay in awe of him. I like what you said, to, to be able to learn more. If, if 
you know, I know that in teaching and teaching, I sometimes revisit the same scriptures and God will reveal to me something new in that very scripture that I didn't see the first time I read it or the first time, the second time I read it or the third time I read it or studied it. I didn't see what God constantly reveals even more. So it evolved. So like we can never learn everything. And so you got to have room to grow. You know, you got to have room to to understand that there's so many different levels of of his revelation, so many different levels of just teaching us through his word. And, you know, you, I, I read these verses today. I'll go back and read them again, and I'm sure he'll show me something even more. Because that's the type of God we serve. So I agree. We We stay in awe of him. We never learn it all. We never, you know, get to the point where we know everything. That's a dangerous place to be when you already know everything. Anyone else? Good morning, Lady Cassie. This is Lisa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for that word. I think somebody said it. All those nuggets and points and bullets in there. Um, I love listening to the declarations while I'm driving into work. Unfortunately, I just can't stop and write something down, but I wanted to write some things down. This is the first time I ever thought about um, when we always talk about Solomon and he didn't ask for riches. In my mind, I believe it was God saying he really didn't need to ask for riches. He came from a kingdom. His Come daddy on. was a king. So he really didn't have to ask for money. He already had it. Um, But some people are greedy and just want more. So that made me think about that. (laughs) Right. But then it also made me think about how um, even with Solomon being um, in the position that he was in, when you started talking about the weight and the heaviness of wisdom, wisdom will make a straight fool out of you. It will absolutely make a fool out of you if you're not careful and if you're prideful because it will humble Mm -hmm. you, right? Yes, if you don't humble yourself, well, yes, we got That's to right. do that. So it will make a fool out of you. But looking at wisdom being heavy, I was thinking about Solomon and how he wrote. I love how you just said at the end of all, he was like, fear God, right, and obey. Yeah. Right. He was also talking about life is just vapor, and everything in it is just mm. vanity. There was yeah. a way in him where he was saying everything that he knew, he was able to write the Song of Solomon, which is a great love story. He was able yes. to write Proverbs, which gives us so many wisdom nuggets. And then he was able to write Ecclesiastes. And bottom line, his heart was turned away to some foreign women, right? Mm. <laughs> that was one yep. thing. He probably got that from his daddy. But anyway, <laughs> um, still he had the weight of all that wisdom that God had given him, I believe, God's spirit of wisdom upon him. And he said, life is just a vapor and it's all vain. Everything that we're trying to gain in this life, vanity of vanities. And, and to an extent, it was like he was heavy with the yeah. weight of recognizing the truth of what really life is. That's it. Especially when it's, it's away from and apart from God. Yeah. So, so he has come to the conclusion that all that other stuff we do, and if we're not obeying God and we don't fear because God is real, and I'm not talking about a scaredness, I'm talking about a reverence of God. Yes. Then yes. this worth nothing. So thank you for that. Appreciate Amen. your word. Thank you. That blessed <laughs> me. Too. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Praise God. Miss Kathy, can you imagine what it would look like if if God dropped that Zachariah uh, anointing on people? Ooh. <laughs> Just thought about that. 
Right. So all y'all thinking y'all know something, he put it on y'all. Listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> listen. Ooh, that would be, you know, he 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 will find the way to humble his servant so that we could do more hearing and, and less speaking. I'm a witness to it. I'm a witness. Mr. Kathy, this is uh, Juliet. Hi, just, Juliet. Hi, I just want to ask you a question. I mean, I love the decoration. I was trying to take notes. Okay. And did I hear you right when you said that wisdom, where's it at? You said wisdom, what, wh- wisdom comes with trials or something like that? Trial said- by trial, yeah. It, you know, it's not, when we look at, when we look at how, it's described in the book of, of um, James when you ask God and he will give it generously, um, then he's going to give the fullness of his wisdom. But you may not know when the next move is until God gives you that information or that application, how to apply that information for the next move. So, you know, you may not have all the answers all at once. It's ever evolving. It's always increasing. It's, you know, it's uh, expanding with each trial because what what you've done yesterday, something greater may come today. And how will you be able to handle that particular situation with wisdom if you've never experienced it for the first time? So, you know, it's not all just packed in all at once, but it's given generously, you know, but it's. Sometimes it's trial by trial. Sometimes you know what to do because you've done this before, but sometimes you haven't faced this situation. You know, like when Solomon first came out of the dream, the first trial he has is to, and and the Bible says he woke up and realized he was dreaming and went on to make, um, uh, went to the altar to, to, to do sacrifices. And then the women are brought to him. So he hasn't faced this situation before. He just finished telling God in a dream, I don't know how to do this with all these people. And then you're faced with a situation that causes you to use wisdom is. Now that God has given it to him, now he can move. And as you look and unpack the story of Solomon's life, you'll see how God continues to instruct him in things. So over and over, we receive God's instructions for different situations. So that's um, basically what I was saying. Well, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, that that, that scripture, well, paraphrasing, where he talks about how, how a child shall lead. And you kept, mm. you know, we have to be uh, humble. And a mm. child, you know, we don't get all these biases and stuff until we get older and start looking at yeah. parents and stuff, how they make decisions or tell us one thing and do another, we start getting devices. But before then, we trust them. They can beat us, whatever. And we'll keep <laughs> coming back, right? That's we'll just right. keep coming back. That's right. And it's like, you know, when you were saying it about trials and you know, that it comes at that moment, you know, you know, when we're, when, when a, a kid, we're looking for um, our parents to feed us, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and stuff like that, right? And it may be looking bleak, but we're trusting that our parents at some point is going to, they're, they're going to figure out a way to do this. So it's, it's almost the same way with wisdom. You know, 
and when we're when we're faced against a trial or something, you know, to be in that childlike state and just know that our father's gonna take care of it. And he already knows that it's already, you know, whatever whatever we're going through, he already knew it before we got there. How yeah. we're gonna through. And we just have to wait for him to impart to us the how, right? The how and like there you said, go. him in that place of humility. So I truly that was like that just resonated with me. That just stuck with me. Amen. Um, how it comes, which I never looked at it like that, you know. But yeah, I like the whole decoration, but that was the one thing that just really just stood out. And I just wanted you to kind of expound on see if I was on the right page when I, you know, yes, as far as thinking about it. Beautiful, beautiful. So if there is nothing else, we're going to go ahead and pray out. Um, I want to thank you guys again for your comments, your questions, your support, everything. Thank you, Dion. I love you, sis. Love you so much. Let's pray. God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you that you have said in your word, Lord God, that all we have to do is ask for it, Lord God, to admit that we lack it, Lord, and that you will give it to us generously. So God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will endow us with your wisdom, Lord God. Yes, we know that it's heavy. We know, Father God, that there is a weight that comes with your wisdom. We understand, Father God, that there are sorrows, the things that we will learn to understand, to see, to discern, God, but we want to be able to do your will. We want to be able to judge fairly. We want to be able to live right, Lord God. We want to be able to care for your people, Lord God, and we can't do this without you. So, God, I pray for every person that is under the sound of my voice that you will, Father God, continue to bless them, continue to feed them, continue to lead them, God, as we come down from this place, but never from your presence. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful Tuesday. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you. Have a blessed day.